The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You're now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here. Another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Dr. Mark Milstein. And today we're going to be talking about the brain, a lot about the brain. And we'll probably be talking about sleep. And we're going to be talking how the brain is connected to the rest of your body and how that's going to affect your gut health. You know, you, we've talked about the gut-brain connection, the gut-brain access. Uh, we had another uh, Dr. John. Uh, he came on not too far long ago, and we were talking about the vagus nerve. Very important stuff to learn. And um, you know, there's, there's, it's. We don't want to compartmentalize the body. Okay, we're gonna, we're, we're actually covering a, a compartment today, the brain, but it's all connected. Right, the body is a complete system, and you know when we're looking at the immune system right now in Western medicine, they, they basically have a sixty-year at best, maybe a hundred-year-old model of the immune system, the innate and the adaptive, and they're forgetting about things like the interferon system. They're th they're forgetting about the gut microbiome, and they're forgetting about the neural system. This is part of the immune system. So that was the specific reason why I wanted to get Dr. Milstein on because I wanted to do a deep dive on the neural system, the brain, and the immune system. And that's something that he's strong, the fourth is strong with him on, <laughs> right? Strong with the force in that area to bring me in. So Dr. Milstein, thank you, brother, for coming on and taking your time to invest in myself and our listeners today, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're, we're really glad to have you. So, you know, before we get into all the neural stuff, how'd you get there? I mean, like, you, you, where'd you grow up and were you on the standard American diet? And, and how, <laughs> how was your health growing up and how is your health now? Because he's, I'm looking at him, guys. And for those of you that are listening, he looks pretty darn healthy. Oh, so unless you have a really good filter <laughs> over your camera, uh, <laughs> it's a mix of a filter and, uh, <laughs> and a lot of work. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the quick backstory is I grew up in San Diego, California, then I went to UCLA. And um, actually, I did grow up with some um, uh, health issues, with autoimmune issues, and struggled with those, to be honest. And it, it was actually things that I was learning about um, through the connection, as you mentioned, of how things are very much related. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, all these different aspects of our health play a role. And, and that was really something that was very interesting to me in, in terms of helping others and helping myself. What and, was the autoimmune issues, man? Uh, I, had Crohn's, I have Crohn's disease. Um, okay. Thankfully, it's, it's in remission now, but um, so inflam inflammatory bowel disease. So No fun. It, yeah, no fun. And it's spreading. No fun at all. How old were you when, you, when this happened? Um, the story, actually, I, I was not well when I was nine. Oh God, um, and then I was a little bit better and then I wasn't well when I was 15 and then it was, it took a long time to figure out what it was. And then it was sort of managed with, um, and then, but I was having joint issues, this type of thing where the inflammation was spreading to other parts of my body. Um, and then, um, jumping ahead into like the education background is I, I went to UCLA, um, started studying molecular biology and then was actually doing research in cancer research. And was part of a group that was um, studying something involved with breast cancer, a protein involved with breast cancer. And the same protein involved in breast cancer was also involved in learning and memory. 
And at the time, you know, back then that was actually a big insight that something involved in cancer was also in one part of the body was also involved in learning and memory in the brain. And it really speaks to your point, which is this insight that things aren't silos in the body, that things are connected, that one part of the body impacts another part of the body and there and that it's actually really hopeful because it provides us avenues to treat things and to make things uh, to improve our health because we realize if we want to impact our brain health a lot of it is through how we sleep our gut our immune system um and so in in at that time the understanding of, of brain science was really evolving and there was this really like a revolution in our understanding of wait a second we're learning about how the brain works and how to make it work better and taking those insights and even just applying them to myself and realizing wait how we understanding how the brain works when we're asleep informs us on how to sleep better. And that was improving my own health. And then I started actually just giving talks uh, at UCLA to people who were not scientists. I never thought that that would be something I would do, but it was just something I tried and, and it just really took off in that people wanted science-based information that was usable, actionable, and then sort of tying this all together is that the, really the goal is just to help people with science-based information. And I found that these things really do help myself and have helped my own health. Awesome. So you had some gastrointestinal issues really yeah. at a young, young age, man. Yeah. So, um, did you end up off of wheat and dairy products? Um, at that, at that point, there was no insight into that. That was a part of it at all. Um, so in back then they were like, uh, don't eat seeds. That was really what they told me. Don't eat seeds. Don't eat vegetables. It was like the information was just kind of all, you know, yeah. we've, we've grown a lot from then. So um, as I've evolved, I found diets that have worked for me um, and really involving just like very like gut healthy things and, and, and understanding that just pretty much eliminating processed food from my diet yeah. um, has been a big thing. Yeah. Magic formula. Get away from stuff that was processed. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's, that's it's, literally, it's, yeah. it's literally killing people. Like yeah, it's, 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 it's not just that it's processed and denaturing it, but uh, – a lot of the raw materials are actually grown in super nutrient deficient soils, or if it's an animal you're eating, they were fed stuff that was genetically modified or grown in nutrient deficient soils. Right. Yeah. And then they strip the crap out of it through processing. I just talked about this. Um, I think it might've been on another, Oh, I did a, I did an Instagram reel today because I just started doing that stuff again. And um, I was talking like, Cereal really pisses me off because the kids are eating it and it says, you know, enriched wheat flour. Well, that sounds good. It's enriched. Well, what do they enrich it with? They enrich it with synthetic vitamins that are chemicals. That's, that's the term enriched. Right. So it right. should say sprayed with chemicals. Right. right. But it's enriched. And the average consumer's not, they don't know this because I know because I didn't. 37 years, I was clueless. I thought there was an agency protecting me. I was paying tax dollars or something for this. And that's when I became like reading labels and, right. you know, it's right. pretty important. Ingredients do matter. And yeah. like you were from nature, you know, we're mostly made of water and, and, and microbiome. And what we just talked about earlier, but pre-show is like hydrogen, our major right. macronutrient. I didn't even know any of this stuff. Right. My health was right. suffering. So, you know, both Mark and I are here to, you know, educate you guys and give you some, some, some insights so you can take charge of your life, become your own doctor and learn how to self-heal. All right, so you're a kid. You've got uh, gastrointestinal issues. Um, you figured out? Did you were you doing like FODMAP and that kind of stuff? Diet? No, that was before any of those. I 
that was before that stuff. So I was, I was just really, the, the information was really lacking. Um, and yeah, unfortunately there wasn't, wasn't a lot of guidance at that point. What did you discover specifically that, that made health improvements for you and your gastrointestinal issues? Um, I would say the biggest one is minimizing process, eliminating and, and processed food. That, that was, processed food. and I would say that <laughs> sticking to, and this is for brain health too, gut health, brain health is that I, I like to say that if you look at the ingredients and you can't pronounce it, it looks like a chemistry experiment. It doesn't look like <laughs> no. that, that's, that, that is a big, in all the complexity of diet, a diet can get complex really quick. It can be really simplified. Um, yeah. that if you just break it down to. I'm just going to eat things that are really simple that spoil someday <laughs> that not, you know, not yeah, when I'm eating it, but they're going to spoil. Um, I found that that was a huge difference in how I felt and, and how I felt mentally and physically. And I think that that, um, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that there's the, that, as we talked about the microbiome that, that uh, stop feeding the bad bacteria and feed the good bacteria. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. We have, I have a doctor buddy of mine, and he was lecturing up in uh, at some university up in, in, in like t Toronto or something. And afterwards, one of the professors ran up to him with a pie or one of those cake things that holds a cake with a pedestal and a glass covered deal on it so you could see in it. Yeah. And he's like, Brian, Brian, look at this. Look at this. And it was a McDonald's hamburger and French fries. He's like, okay, yeah, it's a burger and fries no no you don't understand it's 12 years old <laughs> right 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 because i yeah. keep this on my on the desk area there so when new every year new students come in it's like it's 12 and it's 13 it's four it just it, he goes it doesn't age right and it's right. like it doesn't spoil right and like people are eating that stuff so that's important that your food spoils <laughs> i mean right. it should go yeah. bad I, mean, I, I always, oh, sorry to interrupt you. Go go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that on, along those lines is I always tell the story of um, there's a Twinkie unwrapped in a museum in Chicago. I think they unwrapped it like 15 years ago now. And it looks like, looks like you unwrapped it like 30 seconds ago. And that's, yeah. that's what it we're probably tastes about. pretty damn good. Too, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably tastes, it probably tastes, <laughs> probably tastes delicious, but that, that's not a, that's a, that's a science miracle, not a health miracle. Oh man. Yeah. It's like literally eating like a, version of plastic foam or something yeah right. i didn't know i mean i used to love those things dude i didn't pound the twinkies and the hope <laughs> dumb dums and yo-yos and whatever the all that stuff was it was like you're a kid and it's big it's like it's like crack it's like right. cocaine yeah you know we've talked about sugar on the show a lot and how it's the the molecular structure is very similar to cocaine i mean it's almost identical actually and actually three times harder to get people off of than cocaine so it's almost like uh, it's easier to get people off of cocaine than sugar. I mean, that's the bottom line. So when you process stuff, what he was talking about earlier, guys, especially like flours, sugars, um, you know, anything that's processed, it, it just turns into sugar. Rice is another thing because they strip all the bran off it, the, the germ, all 90% of the nutrients are gone. You're left with this starchy carb, which converts to sugar in your mouth. And that's why we like it so much. I mean, you're getting, you're getting high, high, you're getting high on rice. Maybe I'll make a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> People are like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's sugar, dude. Like a lot of people think they're alcoholics. They're not. They're sugar addicts because that alcohol ferments. And it turns into sugar and it's a, it's a sugar issue. So that's why processed foods are bad. And I think, Mark, what's happened is like people have gotten, they think everything has to be so damn complicated. Yeah. You know, look at, watch an animal out in nature. What do they do? They find some food, they pick it and they eat it. And that's where the medicine is, that connection with earth. You're, you're getting back into the cycle of the earth and, you know, that which from what you came, the yeah. soil and the sun and the rain 
right together you have this food so you know just pick a food and eat it and i've showed people like you know it's really easy you can just go into a store and if you don't know what to get for lunch just get an organic avocado you can just eat that that could yeah. be your meal that could be it you just, it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing it could be very simple it could be a red pepper and maybe you buy some of that you've seen that stuff called bitchin sauce it's oh like yeah almond. i have seen that it's like, yeah it's like almond based now they're getting a little too big for their britches i've noticed a little ingredient changes are starting to happen so you got to watch out for these companies but you can make it yourself i've made it my own with the ingredients but um it's unfortunate because what ends up happening is that shelf space is so valuable in the grocery stores i say you and me come up with a really good you know brain health food and we start selling it and people like it and they start buying it. Well, we start taking up shelf space and then we're going to grow our company. We're going to come out with another flavor, another flavor. And all of a sudden we're getting more. And then they, hey, we want to buy you out. And they offer you lots of money. Sometimes they will continue with the brand. Sometimes they just, just it's gone. They right. buy you out and get rid of you. Six million, 18 million, get rid of you because it's small change for them. But what's even worse is now what they're doing is they'll, they'll um, re-engineer a product like yours and then just take you out of there. That's what's happening to Whole Foods. Anybody that um, has been following me for a while knows, like, go to Whole Foods and look. Do you remember in the very beginning had that organic 365 brand? Yeah. Just a little bit here and there. Now a lot of organic 365. That's their own stuff. That's their own stuff. So you're, what ends up happening when you, when you um, go to centralization instead of decentralized independent people trying to put out good products like we do, you end up with crap. And yeah. the working class is getting crappy foods, and it's destroying your brain health and your gut health. All right. So um, was there anything else um, interesting in your childhood that was just kind of fun that you could talk about or a, a lesson you learned or a mentor that you experienced? Um, I, there was, a, I mean, quite a few things. I think another thing that I, 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 I don't know if this falls into the category, but something that was also really enlightening to me was, you know, I have a the genetics of my family. And so there are things in my family that I was concerned about. I uh, obviously, you know, cared very much for um, and do care for many members of my family. And they struggled with health conditions or, you know, memory issues, dementia, Alzheimer's. And I was, you know, seeing them go through that. And I think trying to realize, wait, are there things that we can do to significantly lower our risk? And I think the big thing of what I talk about now is that it's not just genes. It's, it's, Genes play a role. They're they're a part of it, but they're not everything. And the yeah. things we do in our life, in in almost all cases, so when it comes to things like dementia, Alzheimer's, or you know, brain health, really matter. And and the little things, the simple things that we're talking about, have a they, they can easily be overlooked, but they have a profound, powerful impact. Absolutely. And for the listeners out there, you guys just he just made a very profound statement. He said it's like your destiny basically is not determined by your genes. And we've talked about it before with, uh, thank God for Dr. Bruce Lipton and his work uh, in epigenetics showing that it's not, it's the, as he said, it's the environment, stupid. It's the environment. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it completely blows my mind that it's like, okay, you have cancer. Doc, what is it? What caused my cancer? I don't know, but we're going to treat it like this. Well, you don't know what the problem is. It's like going to a mechanic. Like, I don't know what's wrong with your car, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change, I'm going to put a new transmission in. Well, what if it's part of the engine? Well, I don't know. I just, we're going to try that. You know, it's like, and then you get into all this money that gets spent in science and research and they take a healthy human cell, they put it in a Petri dish, they add a known carcinogen. So they know it's going to mutate. They know it's going to cause cancer and they study it and they try to figure out a way to create a synthetic to stop that from happening. So it's, 
profitable, patentable. That's the thing. It's my thought is like, how about we don't put the healthy human cell in a carcinogenic environment in the first place? How about that? And maybe, just maybe, it's those chemicals you're studying that mutate the cells that are causing our cancer. Duh. I mean, that's what it is. So what are those? Stop putting them in your body and get them out. To me, that's just kind of common sense, but I don't know. I might be. Do you think I'm crazy? <laughs> I think, well, I think that in terms of um, brain health and toxins, that's the next big thing. That, I mean, that we, we've, you know, we, sleep, we know a lot about uh, gut brain health. We know, we know a lot about heart health. We know a lot about in terms of brain health. The next big thing is really realizing that the health of our planet is impacting the health of our brain. And yeah. so if, if there's pollutants, you know, in our, in our air, your, your brain is right at the top of your nose <laughs> and the things we're breathing in are impacting our brain. And it's really important to start thinking about what are the pollutants? What are the toxins and not, you know, not freak out about it, but think about what are the things that we can do collectively and individually <clears throat> to minimize um, the exposure because it plays a role. It plays a role in how your brain works, how you feel um, and how it's going to work and feel in, in the long term. Awesome. Well, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, I want to pick up right there where we left off, which is um, talking about toxins and brain health. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution helps against inflammation and pain. Turmeric 100 is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% organic, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my super guest, Mark Milstein. We're going to be talking, we are talking about brain health um, and the immune system and a lot of other things. So we were just, uh, we kind of started talking about toxins and you were saying this is kind of the future of brain health, talking about like people are real, the medical community and stuff and scientists and researchers, oh, chemicals aren't good in the brain. Yeah. You know, novel, what a novel concept. And so you mentioned something very near and dear to me. You said you noticed some family members uh, and you brought up Alzheimer's, dementia. Yeah. Okay. My grandfather was beautiful man. He was the only guy in my family that played baseball. And I was a big, I played baseball for 30 years, high level. Yeah. And um, I loved the man. And he was strong physically. But he, the last seven years of his life, you know, it just it was in one of those homes. People taking care of him didn't really know who he was sometimes. Didn't know who I was sometimes. And it's very hard for me as a young man, young teenager, you know, or in my early twenties going through this when somebody you loved and care and you know, they love you and they don't even know, they look at you like a blank stare, like you're a damn stranger. Yeah. And so when I learned about the amount of aluminum that's in the environment today, then I always, you know, I bring up things like chemtrails and a lot of people are like, Oh, that's bullshit. Well, the government's admitting it right now that they've been seeding the clouds for a long time since the sixties and they are changing the weather and they are putting stuff in. And people that don't believe me, I'm like, well, you know what? I don't believe anybody either. So I did my research. I went and looked at biologist samples. We looked at the water and the air, and, and not the air, but the water samples and the soil samples and plant samples, and aluminum is going up through the roof. So that's when I called my formulator and said, Dr. Treadway, look, I, am, I know from Dr. Richard Blaylock's work, who was a brain surgeon, and still some of his uh, techniques he used are still used today, but he got really into nutrition. He said those nano-sized aluminum particles from what their spray are going up our nose through the olfactory nerve and right into our brain. 
and leading to Alzheimer's and dementia. And I was like, what? And I'm like, dude, I am not getting Alzheimer's. Like I lived through that shit with my grandpa. And number one, I don't, I, that's scary to me. Like I, I want to move away from that and I do not want to be a burden to my children. Right. So I'm big on what you just brought up, man, about toxins. So what, what do you, what do you know about that? What do you know about toxins in, in the brain health? Um, a big one is, is air pollution. Um, you know, the things that come out of cars, uh, when the, the, the gas engines, um, living close to busy highways, we see evidence that that raises the risk of memory issues, dementia, Alzheimer's, raises the risk of depression. So it's the, these PM uh, 2.5 particles, these small little particles, um, they get in, we breathe them in, they get into our brain and they disrupt the brain's ability to function. So, you know, thinking about the health of our planet, as I mentioned before, and also thinking about being in nature, you know, they, they did a study in Canada where they had people living near uh, busy streets and they had an increased risk of memory loss uh, when they lived near busy streets, significant memory loss. And then they had them spend time in nature, had them spend time in parks, had them, you know, breathing clean air. And that brought the risk back down. So we realized that, you know, in, in, when we talk about Alzheimer's and dementia, one powerful, important aspect of this is not one thing. It's, it's, it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Right. It's different straws for different people, but it's actually on a hopeful side because it means that, you know, we can say, okay, let's leverage our sleep. Let's leverage what we're eating. Let's leverage, you know, exercise. Let's leverage social interaction, all these different factors and do every, you know, everything we can do that's easy, simple <laughs> and, and anything we do to bring risk down. And we have a lot of very strong evidence now we didn't have up until recently that we can risk, bring risk down. And so that's where there's a lot of, a lot of hope here. Have you guys, have you, have you personally studied? Um, oh God, I can't remember what episode it is I had on. It was really interesting. Um, and I, I put it together uh, in my brain. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Which is, you know, we were just talking about heavy metals like aluminum, right? And it's yeah. like, there's, there's aluminum in vaccines as well um polysorbate 80 these types of things but specifically the heavy metals so there's heavy heavy metals mercury fillings in the mouth um anywhere you may have heavy metals in it it could be in um it just it, it could be in your it could be in your food right it just depends on where where it could be coming from or you could be putting in there on your own maybe you're loading a lot of lead shotgun shells like if you're a redneck and you're, <laughs> you're loading your shotgun shells or you're you're around lead right so and heavy metals in fish consuming the fish right so what was really interesting was I had this gal on. I'm kind of looking it up as we're talking here. And we talked about there's there's two things, the heavy metals getting into the brain and then EMFs, Wi-Fi and this stuff. Yeah. So what happens is, is that these children like with autism and stuff, what I learned was is that they get all this heavy metals in the brain. This is why it happens so fast. And then it could be from a vaccine. And then all of a sudden – they go autistic and it's because the, the so much concentration of the metal in the brain is then like a superconductor for this 2.4 gigahertz, like microwave, Wi-Fi, smart meter, these types of things. And it's just like, and it puts them on edge. And then they're just, they're just, that's what's going on with the brain. Do you, can you speak to that at all? I'm actually not familiar with that research, but I, that's, I think that, um, you know, trying to put these things together and understanding, um, you know, all these different factors is important. Um, you know, I think that getting better studies to really understand these things, so you could 
you know, send me an email after this, and I could review the the studies. But I'm I'm not aware of that specific study. But it's, it's uh, you know, we need we need to identify what are the key factors. Okay, and for the listeners, and 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 for you too, Mark, it was episode 118. I had Ashley James on. We called it the heavy metal glyphosate and EMF connection. So we actually mm. we dove into glyphosate too. Oh, interesting. And um, so I think that would be some really interesting fodder for you to to yeah. to, to look at and study. Okay, so back to the toxin thing. What other, what other, do you have any, was there any specific studies on certain toxins that were causing brain issues for people? Um, well, a study came out this week, actually, that looked at um, different, it was 11, they identified 11 different um, pesticides increase the risk of Parkinson's and, and have a, they're, they're concerned about seeing some, in, what was interesting about the study and, and, and scary was that the mechanisms of the different pesticides was different. Um, for each one of them. So it's not a singular thing that we can point to and say, oh, that specific pesticide is a direct link to, you know, Parkinson's disease. But what we're seeing is that in combinations or, you know, different, different uses of these pesticides is a concern. And I think it's not surprising, but I think it's really important that we're seeing really strong research that is identifying which ones, because some of these, um, you know, are still used in, 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 in parts of our country and, and, Parts of our world, so just really getting on top and pushing forward this uh, this idea that what we're talking about is critically important. We can't just ignore that that what what we're using in our environment has an impact on our brain health. Yeah, and this points back, guys. What I talk about all the time is you know you can vote with your dollars. It is the most powerful vote that you can give that you can cast because it's immediate. So if you're buying stuff, like I got farmers around here that are friends of mine and they're good people. They will give you the shirt off their back. They'll feed you, whatever. They're really great people. They're dying of chemicals that they're spraying on the food. They're creating this food source that they're giving to you that's killing you. And they're told this is the only way they can farm nowadays is with all these chemicals and stuff. So if you stop buying genetically modified wheat, there's no market for it. It goes away. Stop. If you see wheat and basically wheat and anything as an example, you stop buying it, it goes away. They will have to come up with something else. And you see this happening. Like uh, there's a company called Siete brand. Have you seen them with the chips? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Right. They're using cassava root. So yeah. They're using a grain free chip. And they're, they're awesome. I, I turn my clients on to them all the time. Um, they have uh, tortillas and stuff like that too. But be careful on the tortillas because the chickpea flour one, I believe, is the only one they make without xanthan gum. So the xanthan gum uh, is an emulsifier and it destroys your intestinal lining. So you got to be careful. So even when you find the good companies, they still, not intentionally most of the time, they they still put stuff in there because it's just, that's they don't know, I think, is yeah. a lot of the case. But um, so those chips and stuff like that are, uh, people are looking for alternatives is, I guess, my point. And when you buy that stuff, you support a company doing good and you stop buying the, the Doritos, like which I used to love. But guess what? They're going to F you up like big time and they're not helping the planet. They're not helping you. And they're, you're basically part of farmers killing themselves creating and killing us. It's suicide. It's crazy when you look at it. If you just have to point it out as black and white at what's going on. But, you know, there's no way your brain is going to function at a high level with pollutants in your system. Right. Just it's just not gonna work. We've actually seen people, Mark, where they have um in fact I've got a gal that I work with, Kellyanne. I've had her on. She's seen people where they come in and the mom can't even talk, full dementia. They do a, a foot spa that actually works. Most of them are bullshit. 
but she, and dump the toxins out of the bottom of the feet and her mom could start talking like literally right there on the spot just by removing because the way this thing works it actually pulls from all over the body through the entire lymphatic system it's just like pulling a shoot and the toxins they come out and it's it's quick so Whereas if they went to maybe like an institute and they were eating hamburgers and all of a sudden they're eating green juice 24-7, they'd go through that Hertz reaction where they'd be, you know, oh, I'm not feeling good. I'm night sweats. I'm irritable. I whatever is their detox and that, you know, that detox period. But this is zero detox. It just dumps chemicals and, and man, people just can come back to life. Some of them very quickly within minutes um, and get cognitive function back. So from what I've seen, what I've experienced, yeah, you're right on the money, man. These chemicals are... Uh, and like you're saying, science is coming out to prove it now, but just from a common sense standpoint, it's just not good. I mean, that's, I mean, I called my company chemical free body for a reason because I had an aha moment. Have you seen, um, have you seen the umbilical cord studies of, of the chemicals? Have you seen any uh, of that stuff? No, I haven't seen those. Yeah. If you type in umbilical cord chemical into your browser, just, you'll see the studies going back to 2005 that show that every single child being born today they test for like 400 chemicals. They find a hundred, like 250 of what they're looking for. Like about 71% roughly, which is kind of shocking because there's a hundred thousand chemicals out there and 2000 new every year and only one quarter of 1% is tested. So when you have young mothers having babies, those two are supposed to be the healthiest people on the planet, the young moms and the babies and the young fathers to help procreate those kids. And the kids have 180 cancer causing chemicals in the womb. Like, and this is just in the blood serum. And we know that the fat and the muscle tissues, and that's what the brain is. It's made of these fat cells or glio cells. It's, it's storing more toxins, 500 to 1,000% more than they're testing in the blood serum. So that's, that's how I started my company, man, because I freaked out. As I sat back in my chair, I'm like, oh, my God, we're all poisoned. We literally are all have the chemicals. We have to get the – I have got to tell people about chemicals. We've got to get them out of the body. This is the, the microscopic noceums that are – a, a, a major causative factor in what uh, causing people harm. And, and now we're working at life expectancies dropping like rocks. So crazy stuff, man. Um, did you have anything else to comment on the toxins in the brain? Um, I would just say, keep it simple, <laughs> whole natural foods. Most of the time, uh, you know, that's a great first step and how to, and how to, and I, I, you, how you brought up the emulsifiers. There's a definitely a, a a sensitivity to those all those additives and preservatives for gut lining and gut health really checking packaging keeping it simple simple ingredients goes a long way <laughs> so those are great solutions and what since immunity is a big topic these days can you talk specifically about how the connection between brain health and the immune system yeah absolutely so um a way to think about it is if we go back to this idea of waste, trash, toxins in your brain. So your brain is about three pounds. Every year it makes five pounds of waste, which is normal. That's okay. It's part of, it's leftover chemical reactions, broken down proteins. You have to get rid of this waste because it's going to interfere with your brain cells ability to function and communicate. So there's a couple ways that your brain gets rid of this waste. One of the ways is your immune system. There's cells in your brain called microglia and they kind of are like those if you go to a fish tank or an aquarium, you see those bottom feeders gobbling up the garbage at the bottom. Yeah. Of the tank. You have these right there in your brain. They're amazing. They're gobbling up the garbage in the trash. They're part of your immune system. The problem is they get confused. And instead of eating up the trash and the waste, they start to eat healthy brain cells. And that is devastating to memory, to mood, raises the risk of depression, anxiety. And so what we realize is that a root 
of many of our brain health concerns is our own immune system making a mistake, being confused. Instead of taking care of the garbage, being the garbage collector, the garbage eater for us, getting confused and eating healthy brain cells. So then we ask- what, What's confusing it? Yeah, so that's the question is what's confusing it. A lot of the signals or many of the signals that's, that are being sent come from the gut. And what happens is there are other parts of the body that are inflamed. So if we think of inflammation like a fire and a fire releases smoke, well, there can be inflammation in the joints, in the gut. And what can happen is, is this inflammation doesn't just sit there. It releases these factors, these, these basically more inflammation that gets into the bloodstream, makes its way, travels to the brain because everything is connected. And those factors get in the brain and the microglia freak out. They get confused and they start attacking healthy brain cells. So what we realize is that what's happening in our gut impacts our brain. And then we go one step further and we say, well, what, what's causing this inflammation? Well, it comes back to what we talked about before, the additives, the preservatives, uh, the ultra processed ingredients, all these things that are added to food, they cause inflammation in the gut that seeps through the gut, gets into the bloodstream, confuses those microglia in the brain to attack. So that's why we realize diet is so important because the whole natural foods, you can think of them like they put the fire out. <laughs> they, they lessen the inflammation. Same thing in our joints. Um, you know, we want to do everything we can to make sure our joints aren't inflamed. Sometimes it's spreading from the gut to the joints or, you know, these things are all connected. So, you know, summing up a, 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 a big area of brain health is be aware of inflammation from the neck down. It can spread. And we want to take care of inflammation. One of the most powerful things we can do keeps coming back to thinking about the things we're eating, thinking about the things that we're, we're in, you know, ingesting. Yeah. Awesome. I really loved your analogy too, like where inflammation is a fire and it can spread, the smoke can spread to other parts of the body, specifically the brain. Yeah. Great analogy. I'm probably going to use that a lot. <laughs> Good. Good. So that's really neat. All right, man. So we're going to take another break, guys. When we get back, we're going to get into some of his solutions and whole, and his book. So he has an awesome book. We'll talk all about it when we return. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Mark Milstein. We've been talking about the age-proof brain. Now, that's the, that's, the, that's the name of his book, but we've been talking about brain health. But he has a book called The Age-Proof Brain, and it says new strategies to improve memory, protect immunity, and fight off dementia. Pretty cool. Um, you know, dude, like when I started this into this field, I think it was around 2011 on my own personal journey, I remember for some reason doing some research just because I, I started geeking out on this stuff, dude. Like when I started, people started showing me that I was lied to and stuff. I was like, what else did they lie to me about? And there was actually really interesting. Um, I think it was like 2011, 25% of baby boomers were experiencing dementia, memory loss. And then just a few years later, like maybe two or three years later, it had jumped up to like 28%. 
I mean, it was just going up. Do you know what the most recent numbers are on that for as far as dementia and stuff like that percentage wise? Well, it depends upon if we're looking at just memory loss in total. What I can yeah. tell you is that a recent statistic is that at the age of 65, there's about uh, 12 to almost 18% of the of the population is experiencing what we call mild cognitive impairment, which we used to say, oh, that's just part of aging. That's just part of, you know, forgetting that's, an appointment or, you know, for, bullshit. forgetting paper. It's not normal. We, we should yeah. not be. Uh, and it, it's, it doesn't mean somebody is going to develop dementia. But if you think about that, 10 to almost 20% of the population is at the age of 65 have what we call impaired cognitive function to the point where we need to say this isn't normal um, is startling. And that's raising the risk of dementia. And so that's why we wanna get on top of these things now. And not even just when, when we're 65, but starting at the age of 40, things are happening in our brain that can impact our brain health in our 60s and 70s. Our blood pressure, a study came out a few weeks ago, our blood pressure in our 30s impacts our brain health in our 70s. So these things don't necessarily happen overnight when we talk about dementia they take years and decades to 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 seed and root so at the same time we can do things now so we want to it's it's we want to take these actions now i have a challenge for the listeners i'm going to put you send you guys on a mission what i want you to do if you are so inclined to take me up on this challenge is i want you to go volunteer for a day or at least maybe it might not even take that long maybe half a day but Go volunteer at a memory uh, Alzheimer's dementia clinic somewhere and just say, I want to, I'll, I'll help you out, whatever you need, or just go to one, go to a nursing home and, and look at people's quality of their life and look at that and, and help them out and see how they struggle and how they'll ask you a question. And then 30 seconds later, they'll ask you the same question. And 30 seconds later, they'll ask you the same question. And for people, you have to understand this type of care is very expensive. You have, they're like toddlers. They literally are like toddlers. They could fall. They could do stuff. They're just getting into stuff. They can't remember. They get scared. They get frightened. They get angry. Um, and it's really, it's really spooky. Let's say you got a 250-pound dude, and his wife's 115 or 130 pounds, and he's got dementia, and he gets angry. That's, that's, that's why the caregivers that are caring for their spouse are dying sooner than the person that had the initial issue. And it's it's going to wear you out. I've been in these households. I've been in a household for multiple months for with two dementia patients and a gal that had breast cancer was trying to heal a breast cancer and taking care of two dementia parents. Yeah. That's a load. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Go there and you'll freak out. If you guys go there and you have that experience, send us an email to support at chemicalfreebody.com. Say, hey, I was on the episode with Dr. Mark Milstein on, on the Health Hero Show. I went to this clinic. And at least I want to talk to you. Maybe I'll have you on the show or maybe we'll get it two or three of you on the show and we'll have a little uh, group discussion about what it was like. Or maybe you have somebody that you're already living with this. You're like, dude, I already know what this is like, right? Either one, that would be very interesting to come from the caretaker. I want the caretaker's point of view, what it's been like as a caretaker. I want to get somebody on the show like that because it's very important because you might, you know, human nature is like, ah, that's no big deal. I'll worry about that. That ain't going to happen to me. Well, guess what? Statistically, it could, and it's a high percentage. And um, I just want to wake people up because like, I'm very alert about this stuff. I am very aware of what can happen. I've been in it. I've lived in it. I went zero part of it, just like with my grandpa. That's why we developed a product called Toxin Detox, specifically to get the heavy metals, the radiation, the pollution out of the brain and the rest of the body. So I could get at least rid of that part 
you know, so it was that one less thing that I had to worry about um, moving through my life. Okay. So tell us about, you know, why did you write the book? Uh, A mix of several factors. One is trying to get really simple uh, information out to people that is doable. You know, that, that what are the smallest actions that have the biggest impact? So we talked a lot about diet. Um, sleep is another time in your, in your day when you remove waste toxins and, and, and essentially garbage from your brain. So how do you optimize that? You know, when I give talks and I talk to people that one of the biggest concerns is I'm not sleeping well, I'm not having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. So really just letting people know that, you know, it it doesn't have to be a, a, a fancy solution. Sometimes it's really simple things that can be helpful when we sleep, um, optimizing our sleep and then all these different aspects. So just taking, you know, really important research and making it usable is, is the reason well, I wrote it. sleep is a big thing 60 percent yeah. of people are not sleeping well and it's probably bigger than that yeah um so what what are your like top things that for for sleep just like give us give us one or two things that you would say that are simple for people yeah super simple is um morning light <laughs> morning light is starts a countdown process in your brain so that you have this uh, a brain clock it's called your suprachiasmatic nucleus it's like a timer and it's it basically every single day you do something that starts the timer countdown to when you're going to fall asleep at night. And you start the countdown by getting outside in the presence of natural light. Sounds so ridiculously simple, but a lot of people, especially over the last couple of years, were spending more time at home. They weren't leaving. They were, they were you know, not getting outside. And what we realize is that a little bit of outside time in the morning, you know, 10 minutes, that's what the studies suggest, start the countdown process that helps you fall asleep at night. And it's we're not preparing for bed like, you know, five minutes or 10 minutes or even a half hour before bed. We're actually preparing for sleep soon after we get up. And it's interesting because this brain clock also plays a role in your mood, plays a role in metabolism. It's it com- keeps coming back to this theme that things that are, are are play a role in multiple aspects of health. And sometimes it's really simple things that can that we can overlook in our modern world, like a little bit more morning light <laughs> and taking yeah. this assessment and saying, am I getting outside in the morning? And, and if I'm not, I, I found in my own life, it's a big, big help for helping me sleep. So do you, do you speak about circadian rhythms then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And how important is sleep? Well, if a truck driver doesn't have enough and they don't keep a log, they'll take their license away. Right. Yeah. Think about it. You want somebody people after 11 days, people without sleep, they die. Sleep's a big deal. It's just yeah. as important as drinking water because it's actually the same 11 days for water and sleep. Sleep is just as important as drinking water. Yeah. Very, that's, very important. That's when we talk about those, that waste and the trash and the toxins, you basically squeeze it out of your brain when you're sleeping. So um, that's the, this new system called the lymphatic system. We now understand a lot more about it. So that's, is powerful did you say gets. did you say lymphatic or glymphatic uh, glymphatic so it's for for glio yeah yeah so it's like play, it's a mix, and glio yeah. again is just the name of a fat cell in the brain guys yeah so it's it's a mix we we always thought that the lymphatic system kind of ended at the neck because <laughs> they just couldn't figure out what was going on in the brain and now this major breakthrough is that there's this glymphatic like system mixed with glial cells in the brain called glymphatic and it's literally just take out the garbage for in your brain and you do that when you're sleeping Cool. Yeah, I, I learned something today, which was, I mean, the brain's three pounds, but I didn't know the brain got rid of five pounds of waste annually. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's doing its thing. I mean, it could be some dead cells and stuff like that because the cells are always reproducing and stuff like that, but hopefully it's helping to push out the toxins and stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. See, the guys, our bodies are so intelligent. Uh, you know, 
we were just made so perfectly and um, we have all these systems in there and a lot of it's just getting all the crap out of the way so the system can run properly and give it the correct fuel which dude i love it that you know you're a doctor and you're actually talking about simple strategies that people can do at home because usually doctors talk over people's heads and there's no action to be taken because it's so complicated they never even start like that's just the way it is bill you're getting older <laughs> Oh, Mary, you're just getting older. That's what people are doing. Yep, that's what people do my age. They just get older and they can't think anymore. And it's like, no, it's not the way it is. And I love that you actually put a book together that's uh, giving them some, giving people some some hope. And beyond that, you're giving them strategies that will actually work. So that's really cool. You've Thank actually you. brought something up a couple of times. You you kept saying simple and actionable. Yeah. Like I, it's like I'm hearing myself talk. Like yeah. I'm always about these baby steps, big basic little things that people can do yeah. that are profound differences in their life. Yeah. You know, just like how much water are you drinking? Oh, I don't know. I don't really drink a whole lot of water. Well, maybe we should start there. Right. That might be a good thing. So what's your body mostly made of bill? Uh, water. Yeah. Well maybe you should drink more of that. That'd probably be a good deal. Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. But dude, I was the same way. I didn't know. Like I didn't know about this stuff. Most people don't because we're just, we're, it's not, it's not being, you're not being educated. It's not like you're out in the woods with mama bear and she's walking around showing you the ropes. It's like, you're going to a grocery store and whatever the hell's in there, you're eating. It's like, right. Oh, this TV dinner with the Salisbury steak is good. Yeah. You know, that stuff's terrible. And aluminum, aluminum, there's aluminum in those things, right? Okay. So we talked about the age proof brain, um, how to boost your focus and get better sleep and less stress. Um, can you talk about the brain as far as um, the stress part? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's we're all major deals. Yeah. We're always told stress is bad, um, but stress in a moment, in a burst, something you want to get done, a challenge you want to tackle. That's all good. That's actually one of the only things we know of that actually helps certain parts of your brain grow and, and stay strong. I, I like to say your brain's like a car. <laughs> if you don't drive it, it falls apart. You overdrive it, it falls apart. So yeah. we actually, we, we want stress. That cortisol is actually really good for our brain cells. We just want to take a break from stress and we want to make sure it's not too much too often. And that's where things like mindfulness, which were, you know, kind of new age mystical ideas that weren't taken seriously in mainstream medicine. We now know that mindfulness is something that it's a tool. It's not the only thing, but by, by practicing things like mindfulness or being in the present moment or being in nature, just, you know, being in nature for like 10 minutes, stress levels drop. Um, so just being aware that it's okay to be stressed, but we just want to manage it and make sure it's not overwhelming and take breaks from it throughout the day. Um, because it's that fight or flight response. It's like, you know, you're attacked by a bear all day long. That's, it's good to, it's good to feel like you need to take action, but you don't need to feel like you need to run away from a bear all day long. That's just not good. And that cortisol release actually is one thing that shrinks and ages our brain. If it's too much, if it's in a dose, really good, keeps our brain healthy, youthful, um, so, you know, we live in a stressful world. It's okay to have some stress. We just want to use the tools we know of that are ways we can take breaks. And thankfully, again, simple things, nature time, <laughs> um, taking a right. break from devices and, and mindfulness, all those things are really, really um, impactful. Great stuff, man. Um, as we wrap up here, is there any like, you know, Mark's words of wisdom that you'd like to share with people? Um, I, I think that I would say that it's not one thing, as, as we mentioned before, when it comes to brain health, it's the accumulation of these factors. And 
one thing that, that I always like to mention, if you're looking for something super simple and actionable that you, you said that we, we use those words in common, is they've actually found that walking 30 minutes a day doesn't have to all be done at the same time, lowers the risk of dementia by about 60%. So there's some big takeaway. Yeah, something that's pretty, pretty simple and, and, and uh, pretty doable. But in our world, we often don't do these things. So just saying, you know, that I can do that. That's easy. I can I can walk with a friend. I can park a little farther from the, the store when I'm going in to check my ingredients, as we talked about, and make sure that they're simple ingredients. Um, I could, you know, uh, take a break at work, walk around the office, walk around at home. All these things count. They all matter. They add up to, to getting that walking in, which is good for your brain. It's probably not the only thing I like about those bands you put around your arms and stuff, the Apple Watch and stuff, is that it. I, I saw a lady who was like, she won't exercise at all. It's like, eh, whatever. She's always 40, 50 pounds overweight, falling, hurting her ankles all the time, like breaking them. And then she got like a Fitbit or an Apple watch. And she's like, oh, I got to get my 10,000 steps in. So it became like this goal, this challenge. So I'm like, I was like, holy crap. I need to put that in my coaching program because if she's going to change with that <laughs> deal, like I got to get other people on this because that's a great tool. You, you, you see stuff like that that'll motivate people and get them to do stuff. Yeah, if it's motivational, that's good. Yeah, so I just lost my train of thought because I had to tell that other little story. Um, so, okay, uh, let me pull this back up. So I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, I just love it that you are like giving people, um, like I said, simple, actionable steps that you can do. And you're, you're talking my talk, man. You're wanting to get people out in nature, go for walks. Oh, I, I know what it was. I was going to say walking 30 minutes a day. If you're listening and you're like, I, I, well, I can't even barely move. Just go outside and walk to the mailbox. If you're having somebody else bring in your mail or walk, go to get the mail and walk around the block. Yeah. Yeah. And the next day, walk two blocks and three blocks. And over time, you'll work your way up to that 30 minutes. And like he said, it's not all at once. It's just at least 30 minutes of walking can lower your chances of dementia up to 60%. That's huge. So if we look at the people in the blue zones, they're right again, right? They're living the long the centurions. What are the top four things? You guys should be able to recite this with me by now is they have lifelong friends. So relationships are good. Um, number two, um, they respect their elders. Pretty important. Uh, they don't just throw them and uh, throw them away. Number three, an 80% plant-based diet or greater. Fresh foods, fresh foods, fresh foods, sprouts, bacteria, uh, fermented foods. And then you're looking at the last thing was they move their body daily. Magic formula, right? And there, you didn't even need to go out and, and have somebody spend a couple bazillion dollars on doing a dementia test. A walk tells you it reduces 60%. Like Mark said, the, this, the solutions are multi, it's multifaceted because it's really your lifestyle. It's really your environment. It's the air you breathe. It's the water you drink, the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the personal care products you choose to put on and around your body and the people you associate yourself with. That is your environment. If your body is hurting, if it's aching, if you're losing your memory, losing your mind, literally, and you have these check body lights flashing like crazy, then you need to look at your environment. That's it. It's not take some synthetic crap because you, the synthetic crap is a third of the problem already because you got to get that stuff out. You don't want to put more in and have the Band-Aid approach. You're not getting to the root of the issue. And I think that uh, Mark would be a, um, uh, a really good guy to follow. Um, and how do they, where do, where do you want them? Where do they find you, bud? Um, you can just check out my website, um, drmarkmilstein.com or I'm doing some more stuff on Instagram, same at my name. 
drmarkmilstein.com or Dr. Mark Milstein. <laughs> Dr. Mark Milstein on Instagram yeah. and then Dr. Mark Milstein. And it's Mark with a C, guys. D-R-M-A-R-C-M-I-L-S-T-E-I-N. I before C. I before E except after C. Or except T. for Milstein. <laughs> right, right. Right. And don't forget to grab a copy of his book, The Age-Proof Brain, New Strategies to Improve Memory, Protect Immunity, and Fight Off Dementia. Um, he's actually a healthy guy himself, so I give you guys permission to get his book. And, um, you know, you can't, you can't get healthy from a guy that can't remember anything uh, or take brain health advice from him. And he's been on a lot of places um, and, and been speaking and stuff. So you can also, um, you can, when you go to his site, I was just checking it out. He has online courses too. You guys have online courses you can purchase. And there's also, um, he also does paid talks. So if you liked him and you liked him to come speak at your corporation, I know there's a lot of business owners that follow us or whatever. You want to hire me as a public speaker. Um, it would be really good for whoever you're delivering that speech to or the, whatever the community or the group or the, it's, it's actually really good information that he's disseminating to people that actually is, you know, based on science, but it's also based on common sense. So Mark, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I want to thank the listeners again for tuning in. We're keep, we're still one of the fastest growing alternative podcasts in the world health alternative health podcast. It should just be natural health, whatever. Um, it shouldn't be an alternative. It's the, it's, it's the light. It's the way to go. Nature, nature is always going to win. Nobody can make an apple from scratch. Only nature can do that. You are nature. And again, we love you guys so much that you're taking the time to get educated for this podcast, become your own doctor, learn how to self heal and be part of the change that's occurring right now because people like myself and Mark are realizing that, you know, we can't keep going down this road. And I think a lot of you are realizing that we have to take the reins back on our health. So I appreciate you. Thank you for liking, sharing, and subscribing. Let other people know. If you know anybody out there that has dementia or brain issues, uh, they're wanting to sleep better, go ahead and uh, share this podcast with them. Hopefully they'll get a gold nugget and then you can encourage them to take action on it. Until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>